0: Luigi, welcome to Sleep Audio's channel. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Um, it's a pleasure and an honor to have you with us again. And thank you for believing in our software called Rebeat, which you're using to release your albums worldwide. And uh, thanks for using it and believing in... I have to thank you, actually,
1: <laughs> for putting us out into the world yes, thank you so much, of music, man. really.
0: Uh, there's a lot of information on Wikipedia about your childhood. I mean, in, in, in depth. Yeah. And things that I, I, I can't Not to all know of them are true. <laughs> right. But. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, like I just read is uh, Bhakat Bahadur Buddha, grandfather? My, yeah, Bhakat. Bhakat yeah. Bir, yeah. yeah. your your grandfather yeah. composed uh, the national anthem for Nepal. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you have, in a way, made an unofficial Indian anthem called Milesuv <laughs> 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 So, yeah. I mean, music is in your family, as it's said.
1: Six generations. Wonderful.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I'm sure there's much more information out there, but if you could share with us, because people don't read these days, so if from your uh, childhood experiences, if you could tell us how you became a musician, what inspired you in your childhood days, what was the turning point when you decided, yes, this is what I want to do. Uh
1: Yeah. I know. Well, as a family, we go down six generations of music, actually. But it all happened in Nepal, yeah, and most of it I'm not aware of really. Uh, What came to me was when my father brought all of us to India, that was his turning point actually, yeah, that he came out of Nepal because he wanted to see the rest of the world, what was happening all over, he was very talented musician and extremely talented virtuoso of the trumpet okay. yeah so he decided to explore and yeah take his talent to the rest of the world so he came to Calcutta and uh, and that's where we were born okay. yeah and uh, he was so talented that uh, some of, at that time you know this was uh, during the thirties and forties and fifties, Calcutta was like throbbing with music from all across the world. Okay. Yeah. There were foreign bands, I believe that dad, dad told me like, I mean, it's all these stories, but there were foreign bands from all over the world playing in restaurants in nightclubs and hotels and all that. And this particular band that came from America, Uh, led by a black pianist, Teddy Weatherford. Yeah, he was considered to be one of the 10 best pianists of the world, jazz pianists of the world. He brought his 13-piece orchestra to Calcutta, I believe. And my dad auditioned and got the trumpet chair in that band. So that was quite an achievement, I should think, yeah. So, So that brought him to the world of jazz really and he learned a lot about jazz being inspired by teddy weatherford and at the same time he he got interested in playing piano so i believe teddy weatherford helped him along and gave him some lessons in piano playing and all that so he developed a thing for piano also but trumpet was his main instrument and when I was born, he named me Louis after Louis Armstrong. Yeah, because he wanted me to be like Louis Armstrong. So that was my first instrument, actually. The trumpet was my first instrument that I learned. Yeah, I played a bit of guitar also. And then dad wanted me to get into piano in a serious mode. And uh, so I started learning classical piano. Dad, being a music teacher, he knew Trinity College of Music courses like backwards. So I went through all the courses with my dad only. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that was uh, that was the extent of my classical training, actually, going through the grades of uh, Trinity Music. And all that happened. So I gained a... Little facility on the piano. I was practicing trumpet as well, and uh, I think around the age of thirteen, Dad asked me to sit in with the his band in Darjeeling. By the time we had already moved to Darjeeling, Dad had already moved to Darjeeling,
0: okay.
1: and Dad had a band over there in one of the British clubs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah, uh, British. And uh, he thought I was competent or he wanted me to gain that experience of professional playing. So at the early age of 13, I started playing with the band and reading charts that was imported from London for that club. You know, it was like, yeah, dance music, dance band arrangements and all that. And... So that's the kind of training I had, which I'm really grateful and thankful for. Because, I mean, how many kids get that kind of training? Yeah, nobody will take a kid into a band, yeah, and ask him to play, sit in with the pros. But I got that and that, I'm really thankful for that. And helped me develop my skills. So in my teens only, I was playing piano and trumpet, with my dad at the club and developing an ear for Western music, dance music and a bit of jazz of that era and uh, to cut a long story short I mean uh, one fine day that could be the turning point in my life Dad sort of brought a recording of jazz pianist he wanted me to hear and I heard that pianist and oh god it just blew my mind as I told dad I said I want to play piano like this the pianist was Oscar Peterson yeah and from then on I started listening to all of Oscar Peterson's recordings trying to copy his solos as much as I can I could Mm. yeah and That's the point where my love of jazz started, really. And as you know, it hasn't stopped. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm really fascinated by this music. And it's the most stimulating music that I've ever played. Yeah. I've played everything, actually. But jazz stands right at the top. Yeah. There's nothing like it. So... uh, That was my story in Daljeeling... because music was just a part, a small part. The rest was school, college, and everything. And, and I ended up being a teacher also. Started teaching and things like that. And by the time dad had moved to Nepal,
0: okay.
1: And uh, so during the winter months, I used to go to Nepal because Darjeeling school closes during the winter months. Uh, and then. And dad had a band in Nepal also, in one of the uh, restaurants, park restaurant, I think. And then, then of course, dad said, come and sit in with the band. So I said, go and sit in with the band, play trumpet and piano. Dad and me, because both of us used to play trumpet and piano, we used to exchange like, he played trumpet, I played piano.
0: When
1: he played piano, I played trumpet. So it was a good, good arrangement, actually. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Oscar Peterson, first turning point, second turning point, um, that one fine day, these things have happened in my life quite often actually, three, four times actually, things that I call them actually guardian angels, unknown people that just come into your life you know and then change your life. Out of the blue, it's amazing, yeah. Great believer in that, because it's happened to me. And uh, so this gentleman comes into the restaurant and sits down and listens to us. Then after we take a break, then he calls me over and he says, makes a proposition. I like your playing and... uh, I'm a general manager in a hotel here, it was called the Salty Hotel at that time. And I'm looking for a band and I think you're capable of leading a band. And I'll get you the best musicians you sing from Calcutta. So I was quite excited actually. I told my dad and that's it. If you really want to now get into music, I said yes. I think it's my calling now that... I should do music for you full-time because that's, that's where I belong. I told him, uh I mean, thanks for the proposition and invitation, but uh, I have to get back to Darjeeling because I'm working over there as a teacher and all that. Oh, that. He was quite a straightforward guy. He's saying, Teacher, huh? okay. How much do you earn? <laughs> so I told him, He said, I'm going to double your salary and I'm going to give you a house to stay in also. So, that sounded good, actually. I told my dad and I said, go for it. So, I came back to Darjeeling, resigned, went back. By the time he had already got three musicians. Yeah, three musicians from Calcutta. Okay. A drummer, bass player and a saxophone player. They are very good. Yeah, they were all like... uh, Crazy over jazz like me, it's perfect. So then, uh, my really jazz development started from that moment. Actually, yeah, because I was on my own, leading a band, so I had to write stuff for the band, and that's where it started. Yeah, and uh, in Nepal, there was nothing else to do. You just played your Night, uh, in the night, and then there was the lunchtime session also. Okay. And besides, there's nothing else to do, so we practice a lot in Nepal. Yeah, with the band. Uh, So that was really good. And
0: uh, at that point, uh, we didn't have any of these. uh, I mean, easily available or accessible, you know, uh, albums. Of others, and one couldn't find stores. No, so no. Easy. no, not at all. So, how did you manage to listen to these different?
1: You know something, voiceover, uh, voice of America, Willis uh-huh. Conover, radio. Okay. that was one of the. Okay. Yeah, sources of music for us, right. really.
0: Yeah. Played a lot of variety of music and.
1: Yeah, it was a terrific program, and this okay. compare was just too good. Willis Conover. Okay. Yeah. Actually, that was a great introduction to jazz for us,
0: really. So, the kind of music that you played at the restaurants in Nepal uh, with this man from Calcutta, uh, was was that covers or was it your own music? I was, I don't know, from that early stage only, I was
1: never into covers, you know, because I would take the melodies but do it my own way. It's always been like that, right? From mm-hmm. beginning and it's there till now also. Okay. <laughs> I don't like to make a carbon copy of okay. the thing, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and some people accept it, some don't. Some wanted a carbon copy of the original. Right. Yeah. But I always change it around to suit my own, mm. you know, taste and thing in music. So... We used to play, of course, uh, dance dance-related music—foxtrot, waltz, tangos, cha-cha-chas, and those kind of stuff for people to dance to. Right. Yeah. So I used to write all that kind of music for the band, and that was the time I started composing also. Yeah, started writing my own stuff. Yeah, and uh, that flair of compo composing. composing developed from that moment actually mm-hmm. when I had the band and uh, during the afternoon sessions uh, the music had to be very soft and uh, more classically oriented so uh, with my love for jazz mm. I even converted Chopin and Mozart into jazz pieces <laughs> I took some of there. Nocturnes and études and all that, and change it around and to make to make it a nice swing jazz tune, you know, right. softly. <laughs> so much so that one on one time, the manager came and told me, "Louis, we can't understand the people can't understand what you're playing." <laughs> that time it was a, uh, but it went off quite well, yeah, with the band and. Uh, That carried on and we were quite popular, we had a good band and uh, during the Christmas season and New Year season, they used to get a lot of bands and acts and singers and all that from Calcutta to come over there and entertain. So, that was another turning point for me. When that started happening, I got friendly with these guys and they heard me play and all that and... They said, you're good, are very good, but uh, there are 10 more pianists in Calcutta that are better than you. Of
0: course.
1: One of the singers told me. Okay. So I sort of kept that in mind. And I said, I mean, that means like, I must go and hear them. <laughs> <laughs> I must go to Calcutta and hear them. But I mean, of course, I was working in Nepal. But somebody must have heard me and then I got a call from Calcutta. Okay. Uh, so this owner of Hindustan Hotel, Mr. Jaiswal, called me, and uh, he said, "I heard about you and all that, and uh, I have a band over here, but I have no leader. So we need a leader, and uh, I'm going to offer you this job here. So it sounded good, it sounded very good, and just what I was thinking of, like, how do I get to Calcutta? hear those pianists, you know." Of <laughs> That see, was the <laughs> yeah, like it was a challenge for me, yeah. Right. So this opportunity came, so that that was another turning point for me. So I came to Calcutta, and there was a six-piece band waiting for me. Yeah, hmm. quite a good band actually, and some nice musicians. And so what I started. What year
0: was this? If you could know? What year? Was this it? is like.
1: Almost seventies, huh? almost, yeah.
0: So by then we we did have a group of, I mean, musicians in Calcutta, Nepal, etc. Who were serious musicians. I mean, they were. Oh yeah. Very good musicians, also. I mean, that time. So they were they of international caliber, also. I mean, the other.
1: Close. People? I mean, you cannot say uh, they are at par with that. Yeah. But they were getting there, and some of them were very, very serious about what they were doing. Yeah,
0: very well trained. Yeah, as and the thing and... is,
1: uh, to play jazz, of course, you have, it's, you have to be passionate about it, really. Yeah, and then it's work hard. And half of it is just listening, and emulating the great players. Yeah, so there were boys like that who were into that, especially one bass player I remember, Peter Saldana. Amazing guy. Yeah. So dedicated, so hardworking and developed a tremendous technique, almost at par with foreign bass players. Yeah. So there were guys like that. And to my luck, I managed to get these guys and I wanted these guys in my band, guys who are passionate about jazz. So, I ended up having a bunch of guys who were, I think, among the best musicians in Calcutta at that time. And guitar player, Carlton Kito, I mean, he's one of the finest, really, in the country, even today. People like that, Johnny Edmonds on drums, Peter Saldana on bass, they were all, yeah, highly skilled musicians and totally dedicated to jazz. Just what I wanted and so that's where uh, I came to Calcutta, started leading this band and did that for a couple of years actually and then uh, I moved to another restaurant and that's where uh, the Louis Banks Brotherhood was born. Uh, and started making a name, yeah, in Calcutta. People started.
0: Mm. So, you were the reason people used to flock to the hotel. So. <laughs> so yeah, then, we, know we were very mean,
1: popular okay. at that time. God, we used to pack the place every night. But the band was too good. A great bunch of guys and then leading them right up front at the mic was Pam Crane and Don Seigel. So, like, we're doing all the popular stuff in our own way, but swinging it,
0: and uh, we're very popular. did the restaurant have a dance floor? Yeah, the of... restaurant had a
1: dance floor. So yeah, he's performing... dancing, yeah. Wow.
0: It's not something we see these days, but, I mean, this kind of a... I know,
1: correct, Ultra. yeah. The people were really into dancing, yeah. yeah, yeah. And... I used to play pop. I used to convert pop tunes with jazz inflections and all that, where we could take solos in the pop tunes. So, so we got our thrill also of playing jazz in a pop context, and people used to dance also because they would recognize the tune.
0: Okay.
1: It sounded different, but they didn't care. Yeah, and with these good singers, Pam Crane, Pam Crane, of course. ...absolute jazz diva. Yeah, I think. There's nobody like her, really. And with them, the band really cooked. So, that started happening in Blue Frog. And I started getting, getting popular there. That, and people Blue, reg- was it called Blue Frog? Or? Oh, no, Blue Fox. Blue Fox. Okay. Blue Fox, not Blue Frog.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: Blue Fox Restaurant. Right. Become a very popular place. And we as a band became very popular and my skills as a jazz pianist was also growing day by day. And after some time, I don't know, somebody wrote in a paper that, oh, there's a boy come from Nepal. Mm-hmm. And I think he's the best pianist around. Somebody wrote that. Oh, God. <laughs> Other pianists must have cost me. But... Uh, So, they started recognizing my skills as a pianist, so much so that Bombay heard about me and called me to play at uh, some jazz uh, dues that they were having. uh, I think one singer from Norway, Karin Krog, had come to Bombay Mm -hmm. and they needed a pianist to accompany her, so they called me from Calcutta. So, these opportunities came and uh, so I was growing as a pianist, really. And uh,
0: Did you end up meeting those 10 who you wanted to meet in Calcutta? <laughs> uh,
1: no, no, I met some of them. Some they of them did. were very good, they very worked. good players, yeah.
0: Okay. Benny Rosario and who that. Yeah, uh,
1: all very good piano players.
0: Yeah, but was there brotherhood between musicians in terms of you know, like yes, exchanging there was, notes
1: there was, there was, or was, going to yeah. each
0: other's shows or concerts? Yes,
1: or see, there was when I was playing in Blue Fox
0: mm-hmm.
1: at Hindustan Hotel, where I used to play first. Yes. I came there, Braz Gonzalez with his band was employed over there. Yeah, okay. and Braz had heard about me, so he used to come to Blue Fox to hear me, then I would go to Hindustan Hotel to hear him
0: Right.
1: and whenever I went there, he would ask me to sit in. Same, I would ask him to sit in. So, it was nice, yeah, till he quit uh, Hindustan Hotel and joined me, okay. Braz Gonzalez. yeah. From that time, actually, when I had him him in the band, because he was such an exceptional saxophone player, uh, the best in the country, really. Uh, I think he was, I think, one of the first saxophone players that was at par with World Standards. Yeah, absolutely. Very much influenced by Coltrane. He came from the Coltrane School of Music. And uh, terrific player. I just loved his playing. And I was so happy to have him in the band. So with him and Pam Crane and Don Seigel and Carlton Keto, I had a really great band to work with. Really enjoyed that period. And uh, so that continued and I was growing as a jazz pianist, composer. Still one fine day, another turning point came into my life. Another guardian angel from somewhere. And this time it was R.D. Berman. Yeah, and... uh, he came into the restaurant and heard me. He liked what I was doing. He liked my playing, actually. And uh, spoke with him, and he made a proposition for me to come and play in one of his films,
0: okay.
1: where he needed a piano player. Yeah. So, of course, I told him that I don't know anything about film music. I said, not to worry. Just come and play piano. So, so I accepted and I came to Bombay at that time.
0: Was this only for the recording? or Only you... for the recording.
1: Okay. Only for the recording, yeah. Uh, I took leave and then came mm-hmm. for a week. Yeah, and uh, did that film with him. It was quite an experience. Yeah, very different experience, but... Uh, I got the opportunity of playing piano the way I like to play. Okay. It wasn't jazz per se, uh, but it was very pianistic music. So I improvised a lot and co composed many of the tunes with him. Yeah, at that time, because it was piano based. Yeah. And he or? gave me a kind of a free hand oh. to play in big introductions and interludes and things like that. Uh, because the film demanded that from the hero. Of the film oh. who is to sit at the piano and play. So he wanted all these frills and arpeggios and stuff like that, pianistic things. So it was quite interesting. And after that was over, he invited me, He he asked me actually to stay back. Do
0: you remember the name of the
1: movie and the song? Yeah, oh. Mukti. The name of the movie was Mukti. Yeah, okay. Shashi Kapoor was the... You
0: remember the song?
1: Right? Songs, oh God. Okay, no. <laughs> the names of the songs, no, no. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but it became very popular actually.
0: Yeah. Did you enjoy that environment in the recording studio? Because it would have been your it first was experience. Great. It was
1: fantastic. Seeing about 100 musicians in a violin section of 50 violin players. I mean, it's amazing. it's quite amazing. Yeah. yeah. And my first experience with R.D. Berman was, I mean, I quite liked it actually. And I was quite amazed at what he was doing and what he was creating within that orchestra.
0: It was quite interesting. Mm -hmm. So he asked you to stay back?
1: Yeah. And then uh, I said, I thanked him for the offer, but I said, I couldn't. I can't stay back because I've got a band in Calcutta. I've got to get back there fast now. Okay. Yeah, because they are without their leader, and uh, so he said, "If but if you ever think of it, yeah, let me know." So with that, I came back to Calcutta. Yeah, resumed my work, and uh, what happened was uh, the scene was changing in Calcutta. Uh, and it was sort of going from bad to us Oops. in terms of nightclub entertainment mm-hmm. because there was a big, big power shortage in Calcutta. Big, big. I mean, they shut off the power totally in the night.
0: Oh, okay.
1: For three, four hours. And just at the time, we, were, we had to play music and entertain. So we couldn't do. We couldn't play.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So... The business looked very shaky. Yeah. And so before it became like absolutely worse and we were on the verge of losing our jobs, I said, it's a sign from heaven for me to move on. Yeah. And I said, the best thing is go to Bombay, take up Adi department's offer. Right. Yeah. So... At that time, I had already purchased a electric piano, the Rhodes. Yeah. The first Rhodes in the country, I think. Uh-huh. And a suitcase model, Rhodes. Two big boxes. With those two big boxes, I came on the train to Bombay. Second class. I remember that journey. Oh, God. People are saying, what are these two big boxes? The long benches are there and there's a space in between. I put those two right in front, inconveniencing everybody actually. There was no way I could put that piano anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I to them and all that. And I said, this is a musical instrument. I said, you can put your legs on top of it. It's okay. (laughs) So like that, I came to Bombay. And the next day only, I called our Berman. He asked me to come over and I said, Is your offer still open? He said you can join me from tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, so what year was this? Uh this is nineteen seventy nine. Okay. Yeah, nineteen seventy nine. Yeah.